Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Last night, uh, Zion Williamson made his triumphant return. Um, he made his triumphant return to college basketball. And in doing so, this, this show has gone off to a great start. My fault. Uh, the Doug Gottlieb Show brought to you by Farmers at Farmers. We've seen almost everything. So you to cover almost anything when it's game time. Have an experienced player help you stay ahead of the game. Put their experience into play at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. All right. Let me paraphrase what he said. Fair enough? Okay, guys. So he basically is like, look, I appreciate everybody who's thinking of me in my future, but 
I want to play for Duke. I like playing with these guys. I couldn't leave my boys hanging. That's it. Like it's it's literally the perfect answer. And you know why it's the perfect answer? Cuz he's 18 years old. He hasn't been scarred by adult stuff yet. He just hasn't. Like he's a nice kid from a small town and a small school in South Carolina and he went to Duke. You're like, "Well, that's kind of naive. Like maybe maybe it's naive." Parents, we're the, the adults are the ones that screw it up. And so I thought that Zion Williamson last night, when he said afterwards, he's like, listen, I, I appreciate all of, you know, everyone's comments. Like, like I, I appreciate it, but this is what I want to do, which is exactly what you want any kid to do, which is listen and then go out and kind of take coaching and do the best you can. And you're going to have to make your own mistakes and make your own successes. I think what he did spoke volumes of the human being he is. Like Zion Williamson's going to be the number one pick, you know, barring some sort of catastrophic injury, which would make him the number two pick, the number one pick in the draft. And he's going to make millions of dollars and he'll have his own signature shoe that I guarantee like the Duke shoe, Kyrie shoe he's wearing last night will be completely unbendable. But like the story is the better part. The, he comes to Duke, he loses weight. It gets into shape. He's still 285. He's making all these plays and all these dunks. The shoe comes off. Then he's, the people are talking about it going back. Then he comes back out and plays. Do they beat Carolina tonight with him after playing without him with the exception of 30 seconds in two games? And then they go to the NC. Like all of that stuff, like that experience, the highs, the lows, maybe the highs again. Maybe there'll be a low again. Like, that's the part that money cannot buy, that an NBA championship cannot buy, that billions and millions and millions of dollars, like, okay, people are going to make money off him and he's going to make money off them. Okay. This is adult stuff. Zion Williamson saying, like, hey, I hear all the adult stuff, but, you know, I'm a kid who likes to play basketball and these are my friends. This is a little bit, I've experienced this one with my son as well. Like, I could take him and have him play with any baseball or basketball team anywhere and have him play against higher level competition. And you know what sometimes your kids say? Like, yeah, I know I can play on the better team, but I want to play with my friends. Because they're my friends. It's not as much fun to play basketball with guys that aren't your friends. That's professional stuff. This is the beauty of college sports. In the pros... You can play for yourself. You play maybe for your team to win a championship, but it's not playing necessarily with your friends. You can become friends with those guys, and sometimes you're lucky enough, you're fortunate enough to become great longtime friends with the guys you play. But there's something to the first time you're away from home, you're living on your own or living with a buddy, you're going to college, the only girls around you are all your age, the only guys around you are all your age. These become your best friends. These are your true formative years. We are screwing ki- kids up because we are ruining their childhood and the, or their early adulthood because we want them so bad to make money because somehow we feel like it's, it's us living in our own past. And though Zion Williamson's not going to stay for two or three or four years because the adults would pick him apart for doing so. Here's a kid who, much like my son, probably your son, your daughter, just they don't carry all of the different biases of being older and worrying about money and bills and whatever. I just want to play with my boys. 
until they tell us we can't. It's phenomenal. It's so good. It, it's so very good. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Rick Buecher is a longtime NBA sage, senior writer for Bleacher Report. He also has the Buecher and Friends podcast, which is a good one. Kind enough to spend some time with us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. So, Buke, we, we read your, uh, your piece yesterday that said Jeannie Buss was so ticked at all the leaked rumors regarding trading for Anthony Davis that she thought about trading LeBron James, and let Rich Paul know about it. Give, give me some more kind of background to it. Was, it. was it a real threat? Was it a fake threat? Like, what, 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 what was it? 
Well, let's be clear, because it wasn't Jeannie that uh, alerted Rich Paul to the fact that, that it was contemplated. I was actually the one who alerted Rich Paul that it was contemplated, because I didn't know whether he knew or not. And I assume he didn't by the way he reacted when I told him, because there was silence on the other end of the phone, uh, because I basically told him, I said, look, this is so bad that the, the, the Lakers checked to see if LeBron had a no-trade clause in his deal. And I understand that he doesn't. And there was a pause. There was a silence. And then Rich said, well, yeah, but this is an amateur hour. We got a 15% trade kicker. And so I then found out later that he called Jeannie and cleared the air, and, uh, and I was made aware of that, and I, and I thought it was a smart move on his part as, uh, as an agent. But that's how it all came down. Ultimately, I believe that it was a frustration over Jeannie Buss and the Lakers in general seeing the reins of their organization taken out of their hands. They're trying to make a deal to acquire Anthony Davis, and now players on their team are being put out there. It's that the Lakers are willing to throw anything they can at the Pelicans. All those names are being put out there, and they're thinking, what's, what's going on? Like This is not the way we want to do business. And the assumption at the time, and for many people around the league still, is that Rich Paul was the one that was putting those names, that, that he was leaking those names out there. He denies it. He's denied it to me. He denied it to Jeannie, and I don't know where the relationship stands as of now. I believe that, uh, that, that they've they mended fences to at least a certain extent, but that's how this whole thing unfolded. But there's no question that Jeannie, and I don't know how much it was Magic and Rob as well, but the Lakers were absolutely, I was, it was described as Armageddon at one point, uh, several weeks ago, this is before Jeff Van Gundy said anything about trading LeBron. They were very much at odds. Rich Paul and LeBron James versus the Lakers were not in a good place. Okay, so here's my here's the question: um, trading him is really hard because, like, the, look, the, For forget a the multitude the, of reasons. Right, like I, 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 when when Van Gundy said it, it was like, where are you going to send him? Right, like he doesn't want to play for the Clippers, and I don't know if the Clippers actually want him. I mean, the Knicks, like those, are the only ones. Otherwise, you're not moving your family. It's just, it's just uh, you know, logistics yeah. to it. Like, and he can just say, "Well, I'm not going," and he does have have that power. <clears throat> but if she hi- if she still trades for Anthony Davis, if she hires mm-hmm. a LeBron friendly coach. Yeah. Then doesn't Rich Paul still have the power that I mean this is like a coup d'état and she for a, for a short period of time has has put down that coup, but yeah. it, they can still take over the place. Yeah, well, but here's your choice, and and, and for the reasons that you pointed, simply trading him to the Clippers. So you trade him to the Clippers. Now they have the biggest star in town. You think that that would sit with the Lakers, especially if you don't know if you can get another star. Being the rebuilding team in L.A is not going to sit well with the Laker fan base. It's not something they're used to. It's not something they would accept in, in, in taking a uh, second-class citizen role in L.A. So there's that. But it becomes a matter of, all right, so we don't hand over the keys to Rich Paul, 
we don't hand over the, the keys to LeBron James. Now what do we do? Because that's kind of what we've done this year or tried to do this year, and we didn't have any success. And, oh, by the way, the clock is ticking on LeBron James, whether it be his contract or the fact that he's 34, turning 35. So we've seen it work elsewhere. The teams didn't like it. The GMs didn't like it. But ultimately resulted in a a greater degree of success than we've had here with the Lakers of late. Maybe that's what we need to do. Maybe we just need to go, and this was actually suggested to me by, by one of the GMs that I talked to, is, is at this point, you just go to LeBron and say, okay, what do you need? And then you go get it done, and you get the band back together. It's why one of the things, uh, one, one, uh, one GM said to me that he could see them making a deal for, for Kevin Love. Like, get guys that LeBron is familiar with, guys that he trusts, guys that know how to play off of him and see if you can take one more shot and put it all together and take the Cleveland Cavaliers template, bring it to LA and see if you can squeeze one more championship or at least championship run out of LeBron before, uh, before it's all said and done. Uh, Other than that, it's, I mean, I understand why they, as, as, distasteful as that might be on some levels, why they would go that direction, because what's your other choice? Uh, I mean, I think your other choice is some sort of hybrid of it, which is you, you know about what he likes, you know about what he needs. You just got to make better. Like the whole thing is you have an inexperienced GM an inexperienced president. You have no assistant GM, you know, which, so th- there's, there's nobody to kind of, Hey, let, let's check over this, this stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, then you have an inexperienced head coach who wasn't hired by the GM or the president, <laughs> you know, and then you have these older pieces and you have LeBron who like, I get the idea of, Hey, didn't it just work last year, but it barely worked last year. And he's not the, yeah. sk- the same guy this year, nor will he be the same yeah. guy next year. No, no, no doubt. But for LeBron to buy in, if it's going to be a hybrid, then LeBron has to trust the other side of the equation. From what he's seen to this point with Magic and Rob Palenka, is there any reason for him to trust that, okay, you're not going to do everything that I want, but you're going to do some. I trust that the part that you're not going to do is still going to be beneficial. I don't see any reason for him to do that. Even David Griffin in Cleveland had to sort of prove himself to LeBron in proposing, hey, we're gonna, at least if the, if the story is true, if the anecdote is true, where Griff talked about being able to get uh, a couple pieces and, and, said to, and LeBron said, no way, you can't do that. And then he ultimately, I don't know if it was the Mozgov deal, I can't remember exactly what it was, but then he, then he pulls it off and LeBron is impressed. I, I don't know if that answer is accurate, but that's what has been told. What is it that you see Magic and Palinka? proposing to to LeBron and then pulling off that would make LeBron say, hey, I'm, I'm with guys who not know how to build a championship team. And I don't, look, it's not even a, a, a you know, criticism of Rob and, and Magic, but they've never done it. So what's to believe that they can? I don't know. Like, I, there's so many missteps uh, along Along the way, um, Kyrie's come out and kind of uh, through Chris Haynes, we had him on yesterday, 
kind of apologized for saying some things that he shouldn't have said and the way in which he's kind of handled himself and admitted to being uh, sort of moody. Um, There is, and I've heard you talk about the idea that, hey, New York probably not the best plan for the, for he and KD, if he and KD are going to do it together. What's the status right. of the, the, the KD-Kyrie thing? I don't know as far as KD-Kyrie uh, joining forces. Uh, you know, everything from continuing to measure what's going on with Golden State uh, and New York, KD is the one piece that, uh, that I've felt all along is the most likely to end up in New York. Uh, the relationship between KD and Kyrie, I kind of feel as if there was a little too much made of that. There's really connecting of dots. It being home for Kyrie, it's their relationship, et cetera, et cetera. I think too much has been made of that. What I see with Kyrie is simply a guy who's trying to figure it out. He's trying to figure out how to be a leader. He's trying to figure out how to handle the media as the guy on a team that gets as much attention and, and make no mistake, you're also talking about being in Boston, dealing with the sports media in Boston and the sports fans in Boston when it comes to basketball and the Celtics is a different animal than anything that he would have experienced in Cleveland. And now you are the guy without the cover of LeBron. And now you are the guy who has to lead these young guys who, by the way, accomplished a tremendous amount. Uh, without you the year before. So what I see is a guy trying to figure it out and having his missteps play out on the big stage. But do I think that there's anything malicious or intentional on Kyrie's part? I still believe in him as a player, as a winning player, and as a guy who ultimately wants to try to play the right way. Now, we've seen and heard a lot that doesn't you know, doesn't speak to that, but I think it's really what we're seeing are growing pains more than anything else. Uh, what is the, what is the state of the Golden State Warriors? <sighs> well, a, when's Andrew Bogut get here? Like, I I mean, this is what really strikes me as amazing with people who say, "Don't worry, they're fine." And I know you and you and I, Doug, are are, are sort of share the same sentiment here. But they'll be fine once they get to the playoffs. And DeMarcus Cousins is going to be a difference maker. And then I, like, okay, so how do you equate? Everything's fine and they have nothing to worry about. And they're going to Australia to go get a guy from two years ago that they kicked to the curb because they questioned how physically or mentally tough he was. That's a guy that they're bringing in hoping that he can help or fix something about them. And yet everything is okay? Look, I don't see the team in the, in the Western Conference that I can say definitively is going to knock them off. But I still stand by, they're vulnerable to almost anybody. Because uh, while, yes, are they going to turn the key and are they going to ramp it up when they get to the postseason and they can see the finish line? Absolutely. I just don't know, once they press that button, what it is going to connect to. How much is left in that tank for them to draw upon? And, again, with the deterioration of a couple of very key players on that, on that team, I just don't know that defensively they can rise to what they need to be to be able to complete another championship run. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. It just it, it it's it's held together by duct tape, and it felt mm. like last year. Last year they they found they got a little lucky with the Chris Paul injury. Granted, they had their own injury with Digodala, yeah. uh, but and they and they were very fortunate. The East was was not up to snuff, and I'm not you know. That they had, and of course, they had the J.R. Smith meltdown in Game One. Uh, history could be very, very different, but this this just feels like man, this they they are they do not enjoy they do not enjoy going to work together every day. Yeah, no, and there's and there's Kevin Durant in particular is feels like a guy who has removed himself a little bit emotionally. I just wa- watching the locker room dynamic last year versus this year or the first uh, couple of years versus this year. Katie's just is a little he's he feels he looks and feels distant in that locker room. Now, I'm not saying I'm around the team all the time or that the time that we get in the locker room is, you know, obviously a, a, a litmus for everything. But you can get a vibe and the vibe is definitely uh, definitely different. I mean, and and some of it's just human nature. I mean, at some point, this is why great bands, no matter how great they are, they break up because when you've been together this long under this kind of pressure on the road, dealing with everything you have to deal with, at some point you just get tired of each other and you want to get away and you want to change. And I can't help but feel that that's what we're seeing the Warriors go through right now. Last thing, the the, the Thunder are. You know, I know they've hit some hard times here of late, but it kind of a feel good story in that, you know, Paul George decided to stay there and he's had an incredible yep. season. Uh, you know, Russell Westbrook is, though his shooting is still suddenly even more erratic, uh, seems to have bought into the success of Paul George. Like, I think they, there's a team that's got a legit shot to, to beat Golden State, but this is the second time Russell's one, it was the, the kid touched him on the back and yep. there was the, and he reacted. And then this time, Look, I don't know how I would react if somebody's, you know, yelling stuff at me. I know I've I haven't always reacted well, but and they and there's a second jazz fan that that is banned. But it's like, look, it's not going to stop. It's only the the more you engage with fans, and the more you when you drop f bombs towards fans, there's always going to be a guy who's going to chirp at you. Yeah. At, at, is there anybody who can get through to Russ? Or like, hey, dude, if you don't like it, just tell security to escort a guy. You have that power, or simply don't pay attention. Th- this feels like we're we're watching a buildup to an explosion that people are going to be surprised when it happens. Yeah, it's a struggle for me to tell somebody else. Obviously, I've said consistently, and this is for players in general, that they they need to be above it. It's easy to say. It's much harder to do. Uh, Russell likes to engage the fans on both a positive and, in these cases, not so positive way. We constantly see him recognizing kids in the stands who have their who are wearing a Thunder jersey or are trying to get his attention. Him signing and taking off his shoes, connecting with them in a variety of ways, and I just get overall. And this is look, Russ has done this by the way he dresses in every way possible. This isn't isn't an exception to who he is. It is a part of who he is, in that I am going to be me, and I am not going to allow outside forces make me put a lid on who I am, good, 
or bad. And we can go back and forth all day long about whether that's the wisest way to go, but it has consistently been who he is. And in so many ways, it is a positive. And in this case, it's, there's some trouble that comes along with being that. But I, I just, you said, can we get somebody to change Russ? No, we can't. I, I think I'm, I'm confident and safe in saying, Doug, that the only person who's going to change Russ is rough if and when he decides it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's just they, they aren't as much as you want you you want it you you want people to not be have that that in them, they they do. It's just it's it, it's not worth it. them getting your your attention is the greatest moment of their lives. I will say this. I will say this and it's been mentioned and it's obviously a big part of it and and congrat I mean kudos to the Utah Jazz uh, organization, because it's not easy telling your fans, you guys need to cut this res- racist crap out, okay? You're going to be banned for life. It, 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 it's easy for us on the outside to do it, but when that's your fan base and that's when you're, those are your paying customers, it is not easy. That they've taken the stand that they've taken, that the players have taken the stand that they've taken. That's where this isn't just heckling. This isn't just trying to get under a guy's skin. Uh, Ryan Hollins mentioned it to me on the podcast. He said, you know what? People caught a clip of Russ in that exchange and what was said to Russ. He goes, that's not the exception. That happens all the time in in Salt Lake City. There is a racial undertone to the heckling that goes on there. And that makes, uh, to me, a guy like Russ taking exception to that, it's not my place to tell him, hey, you got to be above that. That hits a different place. I I agree, and I I tweeted as much, which is like you you know even if the guy in the and and like even if I gave the guy in the stands the benefit of the doubt with what what he said not not meaning it racially, the fact is that NBA players walk in thinking, hey, listen, I've heard stories about Utah, I felt sure. it before, and so they're they're a little bit they're a little bit on edge, and that's you know you go back to the cell phone incident last year at the you know at the at the end of the playoff series in which they lost and I had NBA players text me like look dude Utah they they're not they may not all be racist but there are some racists in there that yell some yell some things and everyone in the NBA seems to know it and yeah I, I'm with you Utah Jazz going like look enough is enough um, I, I my just thing is like Russ is just, NBA players do have the power to do what Utah's doing on a smaller level which is somebody says something you don't like Point security, they're gone, yeah. and you will be amazed at how quickly everybody else shuts up. Rick Buecher, Buecher and Friends is the podcast. Bleach Report is where he uh, writes his, his pieces. Buke, thanks so much for joining us. You got it, Doug. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Let's catch up with Connor Barwin. Uh, free agent, National Football League. He's joined us at every network I've been at. He's pretty much been with a bit different football team. I'm kidding, but it's it's actually kind of true. Um, all right, what's what's your status as of as of just maybe not just this moment because just this moment you're a dad, you're a husband, you're hanging out at the beach. Um, in terms of football, what's your status? Well, I'm gonna uh, take my time here and kind of let the free agency dust settle, and then I'll probably sign the next couple of weeks. Um, in try to find the, the best place for me, the best opportunity for me where I can play and be successful and then uh, hopefully win a Super Bowl. All right, so a lot of it comes down to fit, right? 
in terms of fit and system, fit and knowledge. Like one of the reasons you came to play with the Rams was your your knowledge of of Wade's system. Uh, what's what's the right fit for you in terms of stylistically? Well, it's, it's you know I don't I don't want to. I think it's a place where I can probably be the the second or third pass rusher. Um, you know, play anywhere from you know thirty to forty snaps a game, um, and then be on a good team that has a real shot to get to the playoffs. Connor Barwin joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. We can talk some UC Bearcat hoop at some point, but uh, first let me let, let me let, let me ask you uh, what what's your reaction as a guy who was on the Giants last year? Your reaction to them um, trading away Olivier Vernon and then trading away Odell Beckham Jr. Well, I, I was I wasn't surprised to see them trade away Ov. Um, I mean, I love playing with Ov. He's a hell of a player. Um, I think how good he is doesn't translate um, into his stats. So I think that's why, you know, maybe part of the reason he was traded. And he was from the old regime. Um, right. And so I wasn't surprised to see him get traded. I was surprised to see Odell. Um, I, was on, I, I think I was I'm doing an interview, you know, hours before talking about it. And I said, you know, there's no way they trade Odell. It would kind of be, you know, in a reactive thing after, you know, the whole team had a bad year. Um, but they did. So. Um, and then I thought they were going to do, they're doing a major rebuild type thing. But then I, then they, you know, signed Golden Tate to that contract. So apparently they're not. So I don't, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure either. What was, what was uh, OBJ like? Awesome. I mean, I thought he was a great teammate. You know, I said this the other day, he's probably the most talented athlete I've ever been around. I mean, just watching him in practice every day was, was pretty incredible. Um, and so, you know, I, I thought everybody loved playing with him. He was good, good in the locker room. Um, obviously, you know, he's an, everybody knows he's a very emotional, passionate guy. But, you know, I, don't, I look at that as a positive, not really a negative. You guys were playing the Bears, and he was on the kick team, hands team. And ball comes his way. And, look, it's his job to get on the ball, and he made, he made the old business decision. Um, w- was there a reaction to that in the locker room? Yeah, I mean, we were, we were kind of shocked to see that. Um, but you know, that was, that was a, a moment, you know, that he probably wanted back. Um, but it doesn't, it doesn't change like what we've all, what I saw him do for the whole season and what I saw him do against us when I played for the Eagles in the division for a couple of years. I mean, I was always impressed with him because obviously he's a small, quick, uh, incredibly athletic receiver that makes kind of these highlight catches. But I remember when I played for the Eagles, he used to get into his Malcolm Jenkins, maybe John, you know, going at it during run plays. And that's when I really, you know, had a ton of respect for him. Connor Barwin joining us on the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. You've been on a you've been on enough teams now. I mean some really good ones in Houston, um some good ones in in Philadelphia, uh, a good one in the Rams and then one in which as you said you guys had a bad year with with the Giants. When you walk into the locker room, we just had Devin Punches on and he kind of said that but he he walked into Carolina they were pretty good right away. How long is it before you know if the season's going to be a good one, if the team really is a good one? Well, I think you know in the first, you know, the first six weeks, I would say. I mean, sometimes teams have, you, know, you don't know in training camp at all. I think training camp, you, it's really hard to tell. The preseason, you don't know at all. Um, and even the first, month, the first month of the season, it's kind of hard to tell. But, you know, you get to that week five or six, you start to see who you're going to be. Um, and I think, you know, we went a week later. If you go to week seven, we were one and six. And I think at that point we knew it was going to be a long year. But, you know, I think things changed for us. And 
we probably shouldn't have changed too many things because after that week seven, we went three and one, and then we're playing in Philly, um, and we're up thirteen oh at halftime. If we would have won that game. Would have completely changed everything around the, in the NFC East, and we would have been playing probably uh, meaningful games all the way till week seventeen. But that didn't happen, and we and we ended up losing uh, that game against the Eagles, and then the season was kind of over after that. No, I know. I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm just. I'm wondering in terms of chemistry and cohesion if you can tell that early on because sometimes, like no, in some I, sports, I, I think it takes. I think you got to get into the season. You know, I mean, you really got to get into like five, six weeks into the season. You know, I mean, if, I mean, you, if you're saying you don't know, it takes that long to know. I mean, if you're you're on a special team, like when I, you know, in, in Houston, we knew we were kind of going to be good because of the previous season and, you know, the kind of group of guys we had, the culture we had, the coaches, uh, you know, that all got along. You know that stuff. But if you don't know when you're going into a fresh a new team, a lot of new faces, I think it takes, you know, you've got to get into the, the heart of the season to find out. Um, as you kind of pay attention to who's going where and all this other movement, what what team do you feel like they've made a couple moves that guys inside the NFL, guy like yourself that's played for a decade goes like, oh, that's interesting. I kind of like what they've been doing. Well, let me think about it for a second. The one that comes to mind um, is Baltimore. I mean, they kind of, I know a lot of people were saying, you know, they didn't understand what they were doing, but uh, when they let Suggs and C.J. Mosley go. Um, but I thought it was a sign of, like, a team deciding, you know, making some hard decisions to not overpay for guys. Um, and then they um, brought in the safety um, and they're going to have tons of money to spend where they need to spend it. So I thought they were smart. I think I'm, I'm reading a lot about what Miami's doing right now, and they're they're committed to um, kind of rebuilding right now, and that'll probably pay off in a couple of years. So uh, those are two that just come to mind right now. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like, everybody wants their team to go for it every year. Like, what are you doing? Like, hey, the reality is not everybody's in the same place, and you can't go for it every year. You might not be able to say it to your to your fans, you know, but you can say it to the rest of the league where you kind of, hey, pack it in for a year and load up. I, I, I felt like that's what the Raiders were doing, where they were like, hey, look, man, we're not that good. Let's get rid of our – and they got three first-round picks for two really good players – and then they then they go and they're like, well, Antonio Brown changed that. Like, wait, are you rebuilding for Vegas or are you going for it now? Feels like sometimes teams get kind of caught in the middle and get a little over anxious. Yeah, I think you're 100 percent right, and we'll see if it works out for Oakland. I think I think on the opposite side of that, I think teams that again are being smart. I think always New England is very smart with what they're doing. You saw a lot of their guys go uh, that got paid, got paid pretty incredible contracts. Uh, and then I think, you know, what Philly does, Philly's always pretty smart with what they do. Uh, and I think they picked up some pretty good strategic pieces, uh, which will put them in a good place for the draft. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see. All right, so how long are you going to drag this thing out? And are you going to announce on our show? Yeah, maybe maybe I'll do that. I'll call you in a couple of weeks and we'll announce. Um, I'll try to remember this conversation right now. But I, I'm probably going to wait, you know, it'll probably be three or four weeks before I make my decision. Right, but you're definitely coming back playing football next year. We get to see you play football? 100%. Um, all right, so the Cincinnati Bearcats. Uh, a little, little disappointed. I mean, you got a chance to you know win the league in your building, you redo that building as a former Cincinnati Bearcat. Now, football, but people remember, basketball player as well. What do you think about the Bearcats heading into the NCAA tournament? You know, I like them. I like them all, every year because I'm biased. That's where I went, and I played for Mick Crown, and, and I always root for him. Um, I hope last year 
was a major learning lesson for them. I mean, it was probably the easiest road to the final four Cincinnati will ever have, if you remember. Um, and they just kind of, kind of messed it up down the stretch. So I hope they can kind of lean on their experience from last year um, and be a little bit more composed uh, as they go into the tournament this year. Yeah, Houston's kind of rolling, too. What's interesting, you know, last time they went to the Final Four, I'm sure you're aware, was in Minneapolis, which is where the Final Four stayed. Like, I know those things don't actually matter, but it's kind of a a cool thing for for Bearcat fans, right? Yeah, I I did not know that, but that would be awesome. I like that kind of stuff. I was there. It was at the Metrodome. I actually sold tickets out in front. That's what I. I was a kid. I was a kid. I was, I wanted to go see Duke play. My dad would get. Uh, he was a member of the NABC, which is the National Association of Basketball Coaches. If you're a current head coach, you get two tickets. If you're a former, if you're an assistant or a former coach, uh, you get you get one ticket. So you get one in like the hundred level, and you know you'd sell that. And then you'd buy two in the 200 level, sell those, buy them, you know, lower to even worse 200 level. Eventually work to where you have like the worst seats in the building. And then you go in with those and then you walk down, you sit, you know, in somebody's seat, you know, some, an unoccupied seat down court level. That was, that was how I rolled as a kid. And I saw those guys. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't exactly uh, having my dad pay a hundred or $500,000 to get me into college, but it was, it was a scam at the time. It was pretty good. It was an <laughs> ultimate ticket. We'll, we'll call it a hustle. A little bit of a hustle. It, it was, it was a good hustle. Hey man, listen, enjoy your time with your beautiful family and look forward to see where your next stop is. I appreciate it. Have a good day. All right. It's Connor Barwin of an unknown NFL team, but we'll see. He told us, he didn't promise us, but he told us he'd think about, think about announcing here in the Doug Gottlieb show. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 
it. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.